Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the printers and talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's <laughs> good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by Kawhi's Last, as long as well as War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my my brother from another, B. Austin, Jimmy the Blueprint. He's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. The NFL season is past the quarter mark, but this thing of ours, the NBA season, tips off on Tuesday. So you know what time it is time for our 2018-2019 NBA preview, so keep it locked right here. And if you want to get in on the conversation, make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes after we gamble with Gus. When we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, that number is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, just make sure that during the week, when we're not live on the air, you check out archive episodes of our show at WarRoomSports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, which is free on iOS and Android, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever you do your podcast listening, we are most likely to be there. So, B, uh, you, you got any... Um, any any of the latest intel on on what happened in the Oval Office today between uh, President Tannen and uh, Kanye West? <laughs> I saw a photo. Um, Kanye was sitting in there. Jim Brown was sitting right next to him. So you know, Trump had his whole crew yeah. of, of his African Americans up in there. I don't think Ray Lewis made the meeting, but um, <laughs> hey, what are your uh, thoughts about go- Kanye being the representative? <laughs> to go in and speak to the president about things that seemingly when he talks, he doesn't have great knowledge on himself. Uh, I just think that Kanye is negotiating the eventual return of uh, his mother's people to uh, the bondage, you know, in what terms would work, what uh, scenarios, how they utilize his music, his sneakers, and his influence over culture. To uh, to put us back where we belong. Shout out to the Thirteenth Amendment. He damn sure did say last week he he think we should abolish the Thirteenth Amendment. Hence uh, another reason I'm saying like Kanye doesn't have a clue of what he's talking about half the time. Um, I'm even going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one and say he, that's not what he meant. But being such an unread fellow. <laughs> he didn't know the difference of what he was saying, and and according to the things that he's has been saying over the past six months or so, um, most people wouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt and just believe that's exactly what he did. But who knows? He you went know, in there today talking about Chicago. Um, he's trying to get Trump to free Larry Hoover because he said Larry Hoover has done a lot for Chicago and, and all that kind of stuff. So you know, he had a mission. 
I'm not really sure where he was going with it, but he had a mission. Yo, yo I, I I gave my thoughts last week, and just a 60-second recap, man. Yo, I believe that Kanye West, well, we know it's documented that he's bipolar, but I see signs of schizophrenia as well. Um, we we'll, we'll need to be listening to this dude, man. That's just one kooky talker to another kooky talker. Having kooky talk. Like, I, I don't... It, it, it's, it's, you know, because his position, even even if you do as deep a read as possible on it, and you say, all right, from his heart, he does mean some level of well for black people in this country. Yo, just like you said, he is so underread and inarticulate on the matters, he don't know what he's saying. Yeah. And if they're utilizing this photo, they don't care, man. They don't care, yo. I'm two minutes from being done though, from from giving and giving him that uh, mental health, you know, excuse that that we've been giving him lately. I'm I'm two minutes from, because at this point, like you know what you're doing, and, and you're gonna keep doing stuff. You know, two weeks ago, three no. weeks ago, you were apologizing to the black community for rocking the MAGA hat, and you know the comments that you made then. And then, you know, you, you find out he got some more music coming out, and then he's right back at it, doing the same stuff that he apologized for. So let's not give this dude any more time today, and let's get into what we came here to do. Let's talk some hot topics, and let's gamble with Gus. That's brought to you by my bookie. What up, War Room fans? Give me a minute of your time so we can talk scratch and how much of it you can make betting on sports contests at my bookie. The NFL is chugging along, NBA starts Tuesday, and the MLB postseason is underway. So if you haven't checked out my bookie, this is a great time to do so. Lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of getting a runaround when it's time for a pay, we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast, no hassles. You're wasting your time betting on sports anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after tip-off, kickoff, face-off, whatever you're betting on. Join now, and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. You heard it right, 100%. And to get that bonus, all you got to do is use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today, play, win, get paid. Period. All right. So it's about that time. Y'all know what we do about this time. It's time to gamble with Gus. Gus Griffin is here with us to give us some some information about this week's NFL games. Gus, what's going on, good brother? How are you? <laughs> Straight I, I like that. Only. I like that intro. All right. So look, Gus was three and two last week. Correct. Um, for the season, after an 0-5 start, he's almost back to 500, 11-13-1 on the season. So if you were betting with Gus the last two weeks, you were in a good space. So, you know, there should, there should be some happy people out there this week listening to the picks this week. Let's start, Gus, with the Thursday nighter. Um, NFC East matchup, you got the Giants 
versus the Eagles. The, the Giants are at home, um, plus three. What's your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, I am. Um... Uh, some places you shop, you get a uh, two and a half. I always, I don't like to take two and a half as an underdog. I just buy off the hook and go with the three. This is what I go with. It's a division game, so you know division games are always competitive, pretty much. Um, I think as the season goes on, OBJ, Barkley, and Manning are going to get more on the same page, and they're going to get better and better. And I think by the second half of the year, they're going to be dangerous. If, of course, big if that offensive line can get together, Eagles. Just the, I think it's just a typical Super Bowl hangover, but I also think that maybe we're missing on those coaching losses, um, especially with a young quarterback um, yeah. that might be playing a role. I think they're going to get it together before the season's over, but for tonight, I'll go with the Giants. All right. And we got the uh, Chargers. <laughs> Chargers versus the Browns. What's your thoughts on that one? Chargers, I'm taking the Chargers minus one, and basically just saying they're going to win the game. Look, here's the thing. They're, they're a better team. Uh, it's somewhat of a revenge game in that the Chargers were the last team before the Browns beat the Jets that uh, that had lost to the Browns in Cleveland. But the other thing, I think the bar for Cleveland is so low uh, <laughs> that people are kind of overestimating. I mean, they're better than they were last year. What does that mean? Hell, they didn't win a game. So, I mean, exactly. it doesn't take a whole lot to be better than you were last year. But they do have some young talent. They're going in the right direction. But still. <laughs> I mean, they – but yeah, they do have young talent, and they're going in the right direction. But, um, they lost, you know, I mean. To be better than last season, they could have still lost every game and just scored more points. They would have been they, better. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, you got pe- <laughs> people getting the political things with, well, Obama was better than Trump. Well, that's a pretty low bar. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, he absolutely was. But come on. I mean, that don't take a whole lot now. Yeah. I'm taking the Chargers minus the one. Well, you know, the Browns have already won the Super Bowl two and a half times this season. So, you know, <laughs> you, you got to let them celebrate. All right. Then we got the Bills versus the Texans. This figures to be a blowout, judging by this line here. <laughs> and that's why I'm going the other way. I I wouldn't make the Texans a 10-point favorite over anyone with Bill O'Brien calling the plays. Um, I think he's <laughs> just a total fraud. Um, they shouldn't be 10-point favorites over anyone. Um, the Bills, other than um, – I mean, they've been pretty much competitive. And, and, again, I just don't trust the Texans to be 10-point favorites at this point in their maturation. So, Bills plus 10. Texans win the game. Bills will cover. All right. And the final and probably probably the biggest game of the week is the Patriots um, in Foxborough uh, getting three versus the Chiefs. All right, can I get a little suspense one and get the Colts game in? Oh, no, go, go, go ahead. Get your right, extra in. You got to get your catch-up anyway. You, you know, you got to go. That's right. This is the week you jump over 500. So the more the better. Exactly. Colts plus three, um, I think they're better than a one in four team. They're not, you know, they're not a playoff team, but they're better than one in four. And I don't think the Jets are really as good as two and three. So, so um, seeing the Jets winning two in a row is kind of hard for me to say, um, see. So I'm going to go with the Colts to win that one. All right, now for the big one. <laughs> the, the, the Drum roll. Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. We got that. I'm a little slow on the board here, but, but we got that. We're going to drum roll you for this one because this is the biggest game of the week. Chiefs at Patriots. <laughs> okay, now this is, a, this is a highly, highly entertaining game that everybody, I think, should watch. I think the total is like 59, which is that's that's mind blowing for a professional game. Um, 
it's it's and it's also a revenge game. I, I don't think the Patriots have forgotten the Chiefs ruining their opening night last year when they got their Super Bowl yeah. rings. They the Chiefs came in there and just blew them out, blew them out. That knocked a lot of people out of eliminator pools, including myself, out of one. Um, and the Chiefs' defense is really not that good. And not only are they not good, they're desperate. They're actually trying out a wide receiver at safety. Uh, that this is not a good game to be experimenting in the secondary with Tom Brady. So I'm taking the Patriots minus the three. So basically, basically they playing eleven on ten because Tom Brady going to disrespect that dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All night long. All right, guys. So there we have it, everybody. Uh, make sure you. I hope you guys took notes. Uh, go out and win you some money because uh, you know the comeback is on. It's going to be an early season comeback this year. Last season, Gus came back at the end of the season and made it interesting. We're going to go over 500 now. We're just going to stay there for the rest of the year. So everybody, let's go out here and make some cash. Gus, thank you. Um, and Indeed. also, guys, you can check out uh, if you go to warroomsports.com, you can check out Gus's latest article on the site. And it's entitled The Trouble with Rewarding the Biggest Loser. So if you guys play in these NFL pick'em polls, even the college pick'em polls, take a a gander at that, read that, and I'm pretty sure um, in some of your pick'em polls you probably can relate, or pick'em pools, excuse me, you probably can relate to this this story. Um, Gus, as usual, man, thank you, and we'll wrap to you next week. All right, gentlemen, enjoy the game. All right. You too. Gus Griffin, everybody. All right, go out there and win your money. Uh, Gus is he on fire this year so far. Y'all, y'all probably saying, okay, he has a below 500 record. But like I said, it was a bad start. In the front, week one was very difficult to call. I, I noticed by just the straight-up picks in the World Room Sports uh, Pick'em League that a lot of people didn't do well on week one without the spread. So imagine how difficult it was picking with the spread. All right, um, just a quick uh, Major League Baseball update. Uh, you guys know we don't get in-depth with baseball, even though, you know, some of us are, are diehard baseball fans, but we don't really get in-depth unless we have the experts on. So we got to get, we got to call the homie again, uh, B, from Yahoo, especially since we're in the postseason. Uh, I'll probably wait till, I, I guess we can wait till the World Series and we can, get some of the, the, the baseball experts on here to talk about the World Series before that jumps off. Um, so, yeah, just a, a quick update on what's going on right now in the MLB. The division series are all over. Um, Houston uh, beat Cleveland three games. I'm sorry. Uh, Houston, yeah, beat Cleveland three games to two. Uh, Boston beat the Yankees four games to one. Uh, the Dodgers beat the Braves three games to two, and the Colorado Rockies fell to Milwaukee in three. So your uh, NLCS is the Dodgers versus the Brewers, and your ALCS is uh, the defending champion Houston Astros, which still sounds so funny to say, and uh, (laughs) the Boston Red Sox. But, like, B, Houston has been such a doormat in MLB for so many years. It just sounds crazy, you know, for them to be among the elite right now. Defending champs back in the in the LCS. This is 
these are weird times we have in here. You have Houston doing yeah. this in, in Major League Baseball. You had Cleveland winning a championship in basketball. Hell, you had Philadelphia winning a championship in the NFL. Sports has just been turned upside down <laughs> as of late, man. It's crazy. All right. Did you happen to see no Jimmy did? Oh, what did that be? Absolutely insane. Yeah. I, I know Jimmy did because he's the biggest UFC head out of everybody here, and he just joined us. What up, Jim? I'm in the, but did, did y'all I'm in the happen to, to check out UFC 229 last Saturday night, man? Yeah, <laughs> Interesting affair, to say the least, man. It was laughs all night. Um, in the main event, uh, Conor McGregor jumped back in the octagon and – you know, he ultimately got choked out by the champion, uh, Khabib. I'm going to take a shot at his last name, Jimmy. Norman Gomendolf. I don't know. Russian no, ball. I could, yeah, pretty much. I call him Brighton Beach. <laughs> Yo, the, the, fight, the fight was interesting, but, you know, the, the, the main event is what happened after the fight uh, when a couple of guys, when he, when, Khabib jumped out of the ring to get at somebody from Connor's camp. Two people from Khabib's camp jumped into the ring. And when I say jumped, I don't mean they just ran up and, you know, ran through the cage, through the, through the door. Like, these people were climbing over the top of the cage. Um, two of his guys jumped in there and basically dipped on Connor McGregor in the middle of the ring while he was trying to recover from getting choked out two minutes ago. Um, it's crazy, Jim. Have you heard? Have they given Khabib his... Uh, his purse yet? Because I, I heard they were withholding it. And the last I saw, I saw a tweet or something this morning from Paulie Malinaji trying to get in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hadn't given Khabib his, his money yet. You know, you know, Paulie was going to no. get in because he like Conor McGregor. So he's going to jump in on Paulie. Mm-hmm. From, my, from my understanding, I haven't heard anything different yet that he's got his bread. I, mean, I think eventually they'll give it to him. They just got to, like, basically, they can't not do something just to show a little, uh, you know, yeah. like, so they're like, really you know <clears throat> like they're investigating, like they care, you know, like they're not sitting in their offices giddy because of the publicity that UFC is getting from this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. They got to act. They got to act like the NFL, you know, change some rules. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I was on law tackling in the group chat. I was talking to you guys in the group chat. I'm like, yo, um, I was watching CNBC and, um, and they were on there talking about the UFC, um, Dana White, um, possibly going public in 2019. And I was like, damn, that's interesting. They're going to take it public. But, I mean, I've also just saw the WWE in the last couple of years go public. And they they raised so much capital, and their stock is shot through the roof. Like, their 52-week range is like $21 and $98, something, something ridiculous like that. But um, so I was like, it's possible. And then I saw this happen, and I'm like, uh, it's going to hurt him. But then I'm like, at the end of the day, like, in 2018, publicity is publicity. Good, bad, or different. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, this is yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. So things have changed. Yeah. So maybe this helps them. Who knows? But overall, it really depends was, like, on whether or not they would have, like, old school investors, you know, who are looking at risk and all that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> if you have people who know about today and, and what makes things pop, 
they, 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 I think they will be fine. Dog, <laughs> listen, man, and this is this is capitalism. So even old school investors all only only care about the bread. There's not too many social investors. I, I guarantee <laughs> you that if there was a company that can somehow scale and put prostitution on the stock market and it was profitable, you'd have guys and, and, and gals that would invest in it. Like, let's not forget where we live. But at the end of the day, though, getting back to the point that you were bringing up about them dipping on board, like, you don't, you don't mess with the, the Brighton Beach gang like that because they, they really are about that life. And leading, in, leading up to that match, Connor was doing his typical Connor thing in terms of his trash talk, but he was taking it like, um, way far in terms you know, of talking you, about his religion. You got to know who you're dealing with because, you know, like you said, dude, not really about that life. So Connor's doing his thing, which is selling the fight. But some dudes, you mm-hmm. know, some dudes you can't go too far with, and they kind of showed him that. Yeah, after the match, yeah, like, basically so did. We remember everything you said. Them, We're not going to shake hands and smile now. Like you sold it. Like no. this is one of those old school. Like, first of all, he's an Islamic. He's an Islamic brother, and he's very humble, and he's very like about honor and respect and pride, and mm-hmm. you know, fear your parents. Like he's one of them type dudes, and so Connor violated his religion. Kind of disrespected his father. He he went against everything dude believes in. So, like dude, pretty much held it together, and then like didn't lost Connor's at that people, moment. So, so something like that. You say what? What did they do to the bus? I, I keep hearing the story about. Oh the yeah, bus. so they were on the bus, and and Connor and his crew. Connor, first of all, Connor flew a crew in. They weren't even in America. They were like in Ireland somewhere. He flew a crew in to see dude fight at a previous UFC event. But dude was on a bus nonetheless with other fighters. And him and his crew start throwing chairs at the bus. Um, yeah. The last broke, and a couple, couple people got injured, and you know. So, but again, dude has been holding all this in. And, and here's the crazy part about Connor: is I watch Connor like this isn't the first time I've seen Connor lose, even in the octagon. Connor yeah. literally like took the Floyd playbook. But the difference is Floyd is still like the most talented dude in his sport, um, and has never lost. Connor's like Connor's like fourth loss in the octagon, fourth or fifth loss, something like that. But he's found a way to use his mouth to make a bunch of money. Right. He's still a draw. There's a lot yeah, of young ladies that have done that. Um, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't slow it I don't down. know that. I don't know that Connor. You know how it is, man. In in the UFC, in the MMA game, to be the best doesn't mean that you're without losses. Oh uh, no no the no same no no! Way in fact, boxes. that's just, in fact, Boxing. if you have if you were that probably means you didn't fight the best. Yeah. 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 But what I'm what I'm saying is ducking all them people, but never mind. What I what I'm saying is the way that people hold him in high regard in sport, he's not really that though. That's what's interesting. Like so the average person doesn't watch a lot of MMA, they think that Connor is like the best ever. Like I I've literally heard people say that. And he's he almost like what Ronda ever? Rousey was. Most popular. Ronda Rousey was like he's he's sellable. Like he he's created a brand, um, in the same way she did. You know, she created the, like the girl next door that can fight brand. But all that mm-hmm. gets exposed when you get in the cage with like animals, man. These, these some cats out here like you know they ribs is touching. So all that all that stuff is uh, you know. Rousey cool is all. one of those tragic stories though. She like one of those people who go undefeated for a long time and then when they lose they like can't ever win again. Like damn! Like, okay, you know, like, case, really I, I just I just looked in the group chat and Casey Mack said the same thing I did. He said uh, Connor has become Ronda Rousey and uh, Mr. Jones is the best. 
Yeah, John, uh, Jones is the best if he can stay off drugs. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, though, um, the overall card was interesting, man. And we got to talk about the other highlight of the night outside of this, man. Um, the post game, post match interview from my man Derek. Lewis. Uh, yeah, man. The legend Derek Lewis, man. Derek no, Lewis made himself popular. Which we added on the board. You know what I'm saying? Yo, mm-hmm. I was. I was at a fight party watching this, and and as soon as he finished, like I'm like, why did dude just take his like his, his shorts off? And he quickly answered that because because <laughs> Brogan asked him immediately. He, he, he kept it, he kept it a buck, yo. He kept it a buck. Did you see this? Did you see this? <laughs> did you see this brother's interview, yo? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm 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 listening. Right. With, I'm listening with bated breath. Okay, yeah, so you got it. Was a brother, you got to uh, catch you up, man. Answer. But it's a brother, man, Derek Lewis, who, um, who, uh, you know, the heavyweight. You know, he's a brother. He's a heavyweight, and he had a match, and he was actually getting, he was actually losing the entire match. Not, not um, he just got to knock you out if he catch you. <laughs> yeah, but he one of them dudes that it only take one. <laughs> all I need is one mic. Boy, he's a one hitter quitter though. So even though he was losing the entire and match, that's all it took. One minute left in the match. It was only seventeen. Left in the match when he hit the ball. Yeah, <laughs> he hit the ball square in his chin, and I don't know if ball woke up yet. But yeah, nonetheless, yeah. at the end of the fight, that will that will never get old. Salute the Kawaka, you will be part of our show forever. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the match, uh, Joe Rogan asked him. He he walks away and takes his like his his shorts off, sitting in his drawers. Yeah. And the boy said, "Why you take your shorts off? My man steal because my balls are hot." Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, and then he continues to give he continues to give one of the like the greatest post fight interviews of all time, in which you know Joe Rogan is asking him does he want a title shot, and he says, "Man, I don't know." He said, "Man, f what you talking about right now, man? My cardio is trash." Like. Yo, he wants to tell somebody interview, man. I don't know what that. I don't know what that. He used the word F. I don't know what the F you talk about, man. My cardio trash. I ain't ready right now. Like, he gives one of the more entertaining post-fight conference, like um, you know, interviews in so the basically. In the he when keeping it real goes wrong. He just kept it all the way with one hundred. Yo, but here's the thing, though. He you got know, that again, title shot. Twenty eighteen. It worked. Twenty eighteen. So he shot. went viral and <laughs> title shot. Yo, but this, oh. this is just who he is, though. He's He's always been this way. Like even after even after this interview, he did another interview. Um, you know, as they're going over the matches uh, with Fox, and they asked him like, you know, so how's he going to celebrate? And my man says, I'm going to the crib and I'm gonna throw my my wife's legs up in the air and let's see what happens. So I mean, this is a, this is just he just he's just keeping it real. Like, but the funny yeah. thing about it is because this is the kind of character that he one of the more popular fighters as well. So um, you know. I don't know because Daniel Cormier can brawl, so we'll see. So but, um, we're we're celebrating this brother for his personality, which is has always yeah, been a Joe part. Joe Rogan of said he got science. the best. He got the best Twitter oh, and Instagram awesome. in, in the game. Yo, he, he can he really ball, hit? Like it twisted. Oh, he can, oh, he he can, can punch. punch. Show the hand. He can't, I don't yeah, think, I think he's that great. Like, he's he not a like, technician, but he'll punch the. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, man. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be in every like. You're gonna be in every fight when you when you have the one hit like he literally has the one hitter quitter, like um if he if he knocks if he touches you then you might go night night like you know what I'm saying like that's what it is. My balls are hot. I understand. Listen, man, what you just did 
was absolutely phenomenal. That was an incredible comeback victory, and it, it shows one of the reasons why people love to watch you fight, that you can put it all to bed with one shot. I told them, boys, I got no more heart. So I keep on decimating. I ain't all that Texas or all that, but I'm getting there. No one will question your heart, sir, after this. This is a come-from-behind knock in a long time. And you were looking for that big haymaker all night. You found it in the last minute of the fight. I forgot a few hours before the fight, Donald Trump called me and told me I got knocked this Russian out. They're making him look bad on the news. You know, and they're talking about <laughs> USA and Eric, you came in this fight as a number two contender with that knockout. You're absolutely one of the top guys in line for a shot at the title next. So tell us what you think about that. I need to sit my black ass down and do some more cardio. What you talking about right now? I ain't trying to fight some more cardio right now. I'm no gas tank like that. Yo! Derek, you're one of the most entertaining guys in this sport. Congratulations on an amazing victory. And thank you very much for a really, really entertaining fight. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, Austin, if, if, if you didn't catch that, he was fighting a Russian guy, and he said, USA in this hoe. So, USA in this hoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo. All right, so shout out to Derek Lewis, man. That was hilarious, man. Yeah. All right, let's, let's yeah, go to the answer question. He has, 20, he he has 21 bias. wins and eight. 18 are by way of knockout, so he will yeah, knock a bro. He'll knock somebody out. Let's, he'll knock let's your jaw. You're going to stand there and get it knocked out. <laughs> Look at the phone line real quick. We got the all the way out in Arizona. Tobias, what's going on, good brother? Man, roll damn tired, fellas. Still number one with a bullet. And Jabari Park already got bent. She ain't out in preseason yet. Uh, <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, Zach Levine can dunk, though. Hey, the light skinned trampoline is back at it. I don't know who who the who got better hops, him or, or the flying grace and shouting Nightwing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. Oh. I hey, first thing crossed my mind. I watched Habib and his homies cut a fool. Uh, I bet the bounce at the club won't tell Habib he can't wear his J's in the club. I tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that was them goons. It, yeah, I know. But it's, I've been overseas. I've been in the military. I've been to those countries, like in the Middle East. They take their religion seriously. You don't talk bad about it. It's like these other countries. You don't talk bad about their families. They take that stuff seriously. And Connor just found out this guy was about that life. Yeah, he wanted all the smoke. And wasn't a couple years ago <laughs> when a guy drew a cartoon, a cartoon in a paper? And like made fun of like a law in a in a cartoon yeah, paper, and up, they they murked him. Mur- like you can't play these games, man. Listen, man. People, religious wars, man, um, are, are, are something crazy because people like, in the words of Napoleon Bonaparte, man, a religious war is two people arguing over who has a better imaginary friend. But beyond that, yeah. you can't mess with certain people, man. Oh. You, can't, you, you can't. You can't mess with certain. <laughs> <laughs> you can't mess with certain people when it comes to that, man. And like you said, I want to see if they do fight again, is he going to have that same rhetoric throughout, or is he going to chill this time? Hey, yeah. you know what? He's going to be shook like before Omar Epps was on juice. Much bigger entourage. 
<laughs> he hey, gonna have way more gonna, people there with him. He's gonna be shook like Omar Epps was on Juice and Tupac closed that locker on him. Uh, it could be like <laughs> when that. He, when he closed <laughs> that elevator on him. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know, right? He tried to shoot him in front hey. of like 20 people on the elevator. Yo, but Habib don't like, give him a steal either. <laughs> That's true. This is true. Habib. He more of a right. he more of a man. No ma, go ahead. <laughs> but that whole Jim, the Jimmy Butler thing. You know, I, I was off work today, so I was kind of watching the sports shows. Of course, Jimmy's favorite radio host, Cowherd, was like, he want to be about him. He want to play with LeBron. And I'm like, well, Jimmy may want to play in New York. But the thing is, is that uh, I thought it was hilarious how Jimmy was cutting up on on the T Wolves. But it kind of, like, exposes their two top players where uh, Cat has all the talent in the world. I believe Wiggins just athletic gifted, but he doesn't want it. And it shows that, you know, it's kind of hard to say you can't give them the money. But at the same time, you're stuck. And your best two guys are guys who don't want it bad enough. And it's like you're not going to get that far. And, and it was just crazy. Like a year ago, all these GMs said they want to start a team with Towns, and I don't think any of them said it this year. It's just crazy no, how they a didn't. year changes. They didn't. Well, this time last season, uh, you know, prior to the regular season started, this time last season it was Towns over Embiid, Towns over you know, just pick a young big man that you. No, think it was count. last year. It was Towns over Anthony Davis, like. Towns yep. is that guy yeah. going into the Yo, season, but it's it's, it's amazing what a playoff run will do to you. And Tobias, Yo, to point, I, will, I don't think I don't think that's their best two. I think that Butler is their best player, but I think that those two guys have the biggest. They have the biggest upside. But the problem is, I kind of agree with what you're saying because not just from the way Butler's acting, but from when you talk to like other people in the league or not talk to him. I haven't talked to him, but watching interviews, it's kind of like. Butler is, like, very aggressive. He wants to get better, even to the point they said he chastises coaches for not pushing him hard enough, which is why he likes to play with Tibbs, because every other coaches don't push him hard enough. And those other two guys are, like, fall-back guys. Like, they have so much natural talent that they just don't work hard. It kind of reminds you, like, Kobe and everybody else. Like, when Kobe would get yeah. on Dwight, because Kobe expects a certain level of, like, you know, Jimmy's problem is, though, like you said, he does like to play under Tibbs because of the challenge that he gets from him. But, usually, you know, when he's with Tibbs, he grows tired of the dudes he's playing with, so he's always asking to leave from a Tibbs team. Yeah, because so like, yeah, they don't have He's probably going to be like, look, trade yeah, me. No, it's, it's, funny. <laughs> it's funny. Though, Jimmy, I, I, usually, I usually would call you the hyperbole king. With the whole, you know, cat better than Anthony Davis, but I literally saw that at least three times where there were people oh, no, that I, were dumb I, enough listen, to say. Tobias can vouch for me. They were GMs. When they did the survey, they do whatever they were. in terms of who you want to start your line, who you want to start your franchise with. He was one of the top guys in the league selected. He was and the this top season, guy. They did the same survey. He's not even mentioned. Um, <laughs> Like but, Jimmy but, said, it's a shame but, what a playoff run can do for you or yo, or can do for you on the opposite side of the spectrum. To, like, to quote Mel, man, he <laughs> went from top ten to not mention at all. Like, and, and, and the crazy part Look what about a playoff this whole run did is, for Jason Tatum versus Cat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is why when you get in the playoffs, you got to go. You got to go. But, Dev, we both, like, have heard stories and read books about just how crazy Pat Riley is. And that's why I find it interesting because he wants someone to push him hard. 
send him to Miami. Because, you know, mm-hmm. this boy is, like, known as to be a maniac in terms of, like, how crazy he is with pushing his team. Um, so, I mean, put it like this. He got Shaq in shape. So, I mean, you talk about a miracle worker. But I'm saying that, that's kind of what he, that's kind of what he's notorious for is how Shaq, how Shaq was also is. Kobe motivated at that time, too. I got to get another chip for this dude. This is true. <laughs> But uh, but I'm just saying that's interesting too because like but at the same time, like Butler's ego to me the way it comes off and again, part of me doesn't want to say this but it, I, because I said it yesterday in our group chat I'm like yo Butler's ego and his game don't match because he has the ego of like and it's funny because Dev made a comment Dev was like yo Butler's ego and LeBron's game don't match and you know I said it was <laughs> yeah, a fire bar so I told you bar to repeat I gave you credit I gave, I gave, I gave, I gave there might not be a match in the league for his ego. Because, I, I mean, I got exactly but, what you were saying, Dave, because by no way you're saying he's not good, not even like a, at least a second-tier player. In the NBA. Here's why, but here's why like, I'm like hesitant to say he that, might. though, because I've also, <laughs> I've also watched the league the last couple of years, and I saw what the Spurs did to, uh, to your guy, the, uh, the last Meister, and I see how teams can, like, flip and change a narrative on a player when they're, they're, there's, like, contention there. And they, they plant stories and plant things, and then we just start to believe it. You know what right. I'm saying? So I'm hesitant to say that because I don't know exactly what he said, but I know what's being reported. But I've also seen how teams can, like, you know, um, can turn on you. Because think about, think about uh, you know, your guy, your guy down in San Antonio. Before all that, there was nothing about him. Once he said he was disgruntled, you know, he was the worst <laughs> oh, player in the world. He was the worst was person the... in the world. Right, you, right. You know, the problem it's, is, it's all good though because yeah. we all know that. All, so all I had to do was sit back. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say he getting the last laugh. So, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, you know, Minnesota did it all wrong. You gotta do the GM LeBron way. Pump up Brandon Ingram, say he's the next guy, then trade him off for a star. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> LeBron be doing that too. He he damn sure did pump up Ingram another day, so his days are numbered. I still think Luke Walton's done by Halloween. But uh, here's the thing. You know, and like I heard people talk, like Kyrie was talking about like leaving. But see, everybody will quit the bathroom. Now, I think Kyrie is is one Mac Nugget short of a sick piece. But the thing is, uh, (laughs) if he would have stuck around, LeBron's known for bouncing. I tell you what he's going to do. You would have been stuck with Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, and all that too. But I, I, I think the one thing with him that a lot of pundits, okay, the Nick Wright, so other apologists may not get is maybe Kyrie got tired of hearing before LeBron showed up, you was nothing. And maybe he wants to show that, hey, I could be one of the top guys on a winning team because I don't care who you are. That would eat at you if you're a competitor. If you're, I was about to say, you, you ended that correctly because I was about to add that. Like, if you're a competitor, person, like, some dudes yeah. Let me ask you a question. Shout out to James Jones. Shout out to James Jones. About to be the GM of the Suns. The old LeBron is like. <laughs> Yo, so with the, uh, the, way the, the way the season played out with the Celtics going that on that deep like run to. without without Barry, how does that affect Barry as the competitor? Like, so now does he come back? Goodbye. And... 
Hey, no, what I'm New asking, York is all I got to say. <laughs> but you know what? Kyrie told the, he told the Boston crowd yesterday that he was going to resign there next year if they would have him. Yeah, he did say that. He did say that. So, but again, know, that I don't know. Hey, if he just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I know, Y'all I, remember I know they lied. Bula said the same thing. Hey, yeah, I know that. Y'all remember Carlos Boozer had that handshake agreement with Cleveland those years ago? Next thing you know, he was Utah and the Mormons. Yeah. No, all, all I'm saying is. Also said not six, not seven, not eight, and then. After two and two more years of not being able to do it, he was like, "All right, I'm out." <laughs> Yo, all Peace. I'm saying is, Barry, like did say that on the microphone in public, and that could just add to the fact that he just wants to be a heel when he leaves. I think at this right. point, right? I think some guys, it's really becoming. Yo, and it's crazy how I look across all the sports and you see the influence of Vince McMahon, but Vince takes <clears throat> the world. Like cats really be trying to play the heel in team sports. Like they like. Yo, Kevin Durant gets off on being a bad guy, pause. And I see that, like, either he's going to stay there or he has no problem being the hill. Being the bad guy is a thing now, even in team sports. Um, so if he left, it wouldn't shock me. But if he stayed, but my thing is that the Celtics don't have at least the same level of success. Let's say they don't even make the Eastern Conference Finals. Is everybody that's going to jump on um, Barry anyway? Is it going to be just like playing for LeBron or with LeBron? Yeah, and, uh, and here's the thing, though, what people are missing is LeBron fans is going to be like that. All of you know, all the LeBron yeah. fans will definitely jump on him like that. Um, and there's a lot of words in the media, so pretty much the answer is yes. <laughs> and, and you know what, guys? And the thing is, everybody's penciling the Celtics in like they're going to win the chip this year. Couple of things. To me, I think they have too many players, and uh, yeah, and, uh, and a lot of chips fell their way last season. The Sixers were young. Uh, the Bucks are probably the worst coach team in the league. And uh, in, in the East, they they lost to LeBron. You know, they lost to him in Game Seven. But and they were they were missing Kyrie, and they never had Hayward. So I, I, the yeah. thing is, a lot of a lot of chips fell their way, and they may not get those breaks because some of those teams are getting better. I noticed I that, that but also, um, all throughout the you, summer. You yeah. Jimmy, I think we've had this conversation. Like people definitely have penciled in the Celtics um, as the number one team. Now, I'm not, I'm not even going to front. If we take it down to the number one and two team, they've even penciled in the Celtics and the Sixers. A lot of people are forgetting about Toronto. Um, a lot of people are forgetting about Milwaukee and, and the chances the that they may have unseat either one of these teams. But the, but the Celtics have definitely been penciled in. Um, and, and Tobias, I think you make a great point. With how deep they are, I think this is going to – in order for them to live up to everything that they're supposed to be and they do stay healthy, I think this would actually have to be Brad Stevens' best job to date because he's going to have to juggle, you know, all of these egos that may have been created last season when the stars were out and they still did what they had to do. So, you got to get everybody. It's going to be crazy. You guys, you got Keith, you got Keith Murray, who is one of the primary mm-hmm. reasons that they even went as far as they went. And what happens if they start off slow? And because he's not in the starting lineup and he's not getting his touches, like, I mean, it's, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, how many like out of time out? One of them dudes going to start Odell Beckham. <laughs> one yeah. of them oh, yeah. Hey, can, can, can I touch on that real quick? I know you don't have much time. Here's the thing, and I said a couple years ago that Eli reminds me of the old boxer who can't punch no more. It's over. If Eli's last, <laughs> if, if his last name 
name was <laughs> Jenkins, not Manning, he would have been ran out of town. It, it's like this is, probably, this is this is probably true, but at the end of the day, his last name ain't Jenkins. It is Manning. So you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, Peyton got beat. Sometimes you got to deal with that. Like you got you to gotta let Eli do what Eli do. He got you two chips. And and one of those yeah, chips yeah. came in when Bush was in office. I think one was when Obama first took over. How many chips do the, do the Giants got without Eli? Right? So they got what? Yeah. Uh, Slim Shipper, mm. Jeff Hosseller chips. So they got like two or three without him. Like, two. You know what I mean? Mm. So like – too. Yeah, I mean Eli. Eli's a giant legend, and, and I mean it's sort of yeah. like, and, and I understand, I understand your perspective because it's like Kobe at the end. Kobe was doing nothing but hogging up money and, 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 and the time to rebuild, but he still is Kobe. Like, what you gonna do? Least is Bush. Least is Bush too, uh, Tobias, because there's a lot of other teams in the division still bragging about Bush one trophies. Yeah. You know yo. what the problem is also? See, in the NFL, you're like in college. You know, out here, Josh Rosen is a good quarterback. He looks good. The coaching staff is incompetent. I went to one of those games, the Earl Thomas flip-off game. Uh, you know, I still don't understand why he set up for a 45-yard field goal. Don't blame me. But if you have to be in position. You have to suck in the right year to get the quarterback. Now let's say they win a couple games. They say we'll get a quarterback now. Now you got to trade assets when you had a guy in your lap already. You don't have to trade the assets now. I just think sometimes that it's okay to say, hey, we can at least draft a guy to at least let Eli play it out. Kind of like the like Chiefs did with Mahomes. You, you can still have mm-hmm. you can still draft your guy, but you can still play this veteran for this year anyway. And uh, you no, let I mean, that no, guy it's, grow. It's, 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 we've seen it play out different ways. Some teams do that. Some teams yeah. don't want to do that. Like So we've seen it play out different ways. Or you, or you recognize that I'm going to suck anyway with Eli in there. So – let me get my running back and then come back next year and grab me another. Like, it all depends upon how you look at it, man. Like hindsight is twenty twenty because um, it's it's well, Steve Spurrier said ways. hindsight was fifty fifty. Hey, Blake Bortles is available. Definitely. <laughs> well, hey, you guys yeah, have man. a good one, guys. Thanks for taking my call, fellas. And uh, no doubt, you know, have have a good one, fellas. A roll tide, baby. All right, we wrap you next week. Peace, peace, roll peace. Yo, speaking yeah. speaking of Bush too, who would have who would have thought a couple years later that Bush too gets more love in our community than Kanye after that? You know, never mind. Um, no right. Kanye West does not care about black that's people. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> um, I was gonna talk a little bit about the um the Eagles and reworking Fletcher Cox's deal and all that stuff and the fact that they might be going after a running back, but we'll get to all of that. Um some other time. Maybe they'll make a deal for running back before we uh, get to the next show. But let's let's talk a minute since we brought up the whole Odell Beckham thing and throwing team teammates and team and franchise under the bus. Can anybody make out like what that interview was about this past Sunday and why Lil Wayne was sitting there just grunting and co-signing and, instead of talking? Yo, now, of course, I, I've only seen that one three, four-minute clip According to Wayne, you know, everything was edited and it was a great interview and he, you know, interjected and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was Lil Wayne grunting and co-signing with everything. (laughs) Is this a good look for Odell? You know, the fact that he, you know, Aaron Sunday right for the game for the team under the bus. Here's what I I recognize about Odell Beckham, right? So, 
uh, as this as this was happening on um, the countdown, I was out and about. I was in like Applebee's, you know what I'm saying, um, chilling, having a conversation with some people at the bar, what have you. Um, and I saw it on, but it's kids. It's kids that were in the actual restaurant. And when Odell came on the TV, they like walked up and crowded around it. What I recognize about Odell is, and he's talking to like um, kids in my finance classes. Odell Beckham is probably the most popular football player amongst a certain generation. Like in the world, kids, kids, in the world. kids who don't even like football love Odell Beckham because he's like a character, and he's right. already got paid. Um, <clears throat> he's already got paid. And at this point, I guess he feels like, yo, this is my team. This is not even Eli's team. I'm going to say what I got to say because what are you going to do to me at this point? Like, you gave me a gazillion dollars guarantee. What are you really going to do to me? Like, and I think that a part of Odell is yeah. also it's a definitely something position. you can pull when your quarterback is as old as Eli yeah. is because you know he's on his way out. Is, you're in the prime of your career. They already paid you. You're probably one of the most popular guys in your sport. So what do you have to lose at that point? The whole ambiance of the interview with, like, Little Wing sitting there pretty much as just a co-signer was kind of, like, to me, hilarious, um, for one. <laughs> for two, it's weird because – Somebody said you know, it looked um, like bring your kid to school day, and his kid was just sitting yo, there. Oh, my God. Yo, well behaved. Salute, 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 salute to Little Wing, man. Salute to, salute to, salute to Weezy F, man. Um, you know, Harder uh, five. Who, who's the legend video in hip-hop. But, say the wrong thing about that interview, too. Uh, but I, but I, I just find I just find it funny because like, well, it, it to me it's just amazing, right? Because he didn't say anything at all. Um, and again, like you like he said, it's probably edited, what have you. But as I'm watching it, because the next day on YouTube just to see what he was there for, I'm like, I don't think he said anything. What is he there for? And the one on YouTube, he doesn't say anything again. And then it's weird because as our brother Phil is telling me that Odell Beckham has like an infatuation with Little Wayne anyway, to the point where he has Little Wayne tattooed on him. Um, oh. Yo, so I, on the no on missile. Hold up, be off, and it gets worse. It's not just he has a little wing tattoo on him; it's on his thigh. For one, <laughs> what grown man gets a tattoo on his thigh? That's the one thing, right? Right. But he has a yo. bunch of people that he admires, like on his. Like he has Martin Luther King. The next to him, he has like Malcolm X. The next to him, he has Tupac. The next to him, he has the Joker. Then like Little Wayne. It's just random people that I guess he admires that he you know gets their faces tatted on him. So. Dude, um, kind of weird. Poster in your man cave. You don't put another yeah. dude on your side. Jimmy and I agree. Like I didn't want to, you know, I didn't know who was in the in the group. I didn't want to offend too many people, so I had to throw the disclaimer out there. I'm like, look, first of all, I don't think men attach their legs. Period. But yeah. their side. Like, we came up at a different time, though. Come on, man. I came up at a time. I came up at a time where, like, yo, dudes didn't get leg tattoos. As a matter of fact, I came up at a time like. And, and again, I'm I'm dating myself by saying this. Yo, with dudes didn't even get earrings in both ears. Like right. if you was a dude, and you got an earring. Like yo, there's only one ear you supposed. To, it's just a different time. Yo, yo but at the, at, I I would say having, I would say you can't you can't get a you can't get a tattoo above the knee. Like I, I I've seen tats you know on the calf or whatever. <laughs> I can't get no yeah, leg. Can't, I can't get I no tattoo above the thigh. Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, and the yeah. earring and the earring thing. There was a time. What was it? Your right ear. You could only do it in the right. No, ear, only the left only your left. Only the left. Only your left. Only the left. Only the left. But look, because okay. I don't. Like, I don't even yeah, thing and things change, but I don't think things. I mean, should change Tupac had a nose you ring too. Ever get another dude <laughs> on your thigh, especially a dude that's alive. You're cool with him. 
you hang with them. Y'all are walking down the street together, and his photo is on your leg. His face is on your leg. Yo, that's like that's like Dev getting a B Austin tattoo on his arm. Be <laughs> <laughs> on vacation with our with our lady, and we at the beach, and I. <laughs> Yo, somebody gonna look. Somebody gonna double take. Like, hold up. I got my swimming trunks yeah. on and we all chilling, walking down to the beach and, Yo, and this ball picture on my face. Yo. I'm going just I'm gonna just say I'm gonna just say what it is. Like, yo, yeah, Jimmy ain't using stuff in that example either. Yo, <laughs> he if, like y'all. Yo. yo. <laughs> 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 Another human being is tattooed <laughs> on your body and it's not your mom, your grandma, or maybe <laughs> or a, yeah. Yo, you know, it, can, yo. it could be it could be it could be a, it could be a seed though. Like if it's your seed, that's it could be your kid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It could be your kid. But anybody else who okay. ever so, is so baby can have yo. one little way. He probably do. Yo, but. here's a funny thing. I, I've seen cats with tattoos. They get tattoos of their kids, like the day their kid is born, and then like years later, the kid don't look nothing like that. And you'd be like, yo, who is that? Like you know what I'm saying? But anyway, because yo, the tattoo yo. got like a little Asian baby. But anyway. If the chat um, yeah. of another human being is on your body, that means you they you they you they Mitch, man. You they Mitch, yo, <laughs> yo. What I'm saying is like it's so all right. So here it's it's this is an interesting topic because I'm not even like being comical about it, right? Because there's a thing that we don't do in our community, which is give people their flowers while they're here. But this is taking it a step too far. Shout out to you, my, This is just my opinion. That's this not flowers. That's a that's a garden. He gave me an a, gay, a gay garden. That's a gay garden. Take this whole garden. You can have this whole garden. That's a secret garden. Flowers. <laughs> 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 Yo, I'll All take right. good care of you. Got the quincy Jones secret garden. That's what a man's supposed to do. Yo, rest in peace, Barry White. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Let's go. Uh, well, Dez Bryant and Jerry Jones have had a, a, a kind of a war of words over the past few days because Dez basically at this point is desperate. Um, playing, I think he, was, all moxie. he was trying to act like there were offers out there and he wasn't worried um, because he's tweeting a new team every day on joining and he's back to the Cowboys now. But Jerry Jones is basically with his words saying, you know, like FOH. And and he's going back to the time that Dez was there. Um and let me let me read his quotes. He said, first of all, a true number one you saw the other night talking about Julio Jones. He said, You see players like that, in my mind, every team doesn't have a true number one receiver. When you put it in that class, those guys just absolutely change the ball game with where they are. And that hasn't been our case for several years here that we've had a true number one, not a true number one. So he was taking shots at Dez. Um, Dez comes back and tweets. Jerry Jones was in the interview. Dez tweets um, after disagreeing with it the first time. He said, I don't know what Jerry meant by that number one wide receiver, but I, but I damn for sure would have kept some chains moving. Then he as a receiver playing for the Dallas Cowboys, because at this point it's going to sound like his agent told him to chill if he wanted to, you know, have any shot at getting back on this team. He says, as a receiver playing for the Dallas Cowboys, your mind has to be right because you will never see targets like A.B., O.B.J., D-Hop, 
None of those guys. I was never schemed anything. These people tripping, yeah. Hold, uh, go ahead, Joe. I, I got some. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sad. There's a couple things sad. about that, right? I, it's it's, it's a couple sad. things about that. For one, for one, he's turning into Twitter fingers. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, he's turning into Twitter fingers. For one, two, sometimes, man, you know, um, in the words of Aubrey Graham, man, a wise man once said nothing at all. So he could have just like just shut up this entire this entire time, and it probably would have fared better because other teams are looking at this and. I don't get the point. Let let you know. Let Jerry talk his talk and just ignore him. I know it's difficult to do when someone's like sending um, subliminals directly at, and everybody knows who they're talking about. But you know, that's what you got to do at this point. You're not employed, and the thing is, Des can play football. I know, like Des, in my opinion, you know, watching football, he was one of the better receivers in the league. I don't think he's in the class of the people that he mentioned. So. He's honest about it. You're not. You're not um, Brown. You're not Julio. You're not those guys. But you're not not far off either, though. You're also not um, Todd Pinkston. So, no, nah, he, he, he far. Jimmy, he far. He far off, man. I know you haven't no, watched. No, he's not that in a while. It doesn't matter. It nah, doesn't he, matter, dog. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me. You can't tell me there are receivers in the league that are. <laughs> every receiver in the league is better than him. You're you're bugging. Not right every. No, Yo, no, no. I can't no receiver, tell you. Every what receiver on the Eagles right now is better than Dez? Uh, probably about three or four. I'll wait. I'll wait. Sean Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar. Okay. George Jordan Nelson Matthews. Aguilar, you, Nelson Nelson Aguilar, you would say is better than Dez? At this stage, yeah, yes. Yes. His route running is better. His hands. He's going. He runs. Mm. He runs much, much more the route mm-hmm. tree. Jordan, yeah. Jordan Matthews he ain't is better even got than Dez. No hands. Huh? Jordan Matthews is better than Dez? Uh, yeah, Alshon. Alshon is definitely Dang. better. I know. I, I I say even if I give you Alshon. I say Alshon I, I mean, is I the only one with a case. That's the only one that even has case. a case. Other than that, you're just straight up bugging. Yo, um, Aguilar, the only thing that he would be better at is running after after the catch, maybe juking a couple of dudes. But even that, Dez wasn't no hoe with that. Dez was physical, so, you know, he can get some yards after he get the rock. I agree that, that, you know, he's not technical. He's not going to run routes all crisp like that, but shit, I'd rather have Dez than all them dudes you name in the separate option. Yeah, you are fucking. <laughs> like, Dez had multiple 1,300-yard receiving years. He had seasons where he scored 16 touchdowns. Like, Yo, he does. He has, all, up- he has all of that, and all of that was half a decade ago. It's all half a decade ago. He hasn't been years, good in three what years. Are you talking about in 2013? And 2013 also, talking for about? the last two years, they had Dak Prescott, too, uh, B. Like, don't forget that. <laughs> so so let's, 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 like, no, let's, let's give it a full context. The last couple of years, they had Dak Prescott in the year that late. Before that, he didn't even play every game. He only played nine games. And even in those nine games, he still put up, like, numbers. Like, well, not great numbers, but he still, like, he only had so many targets, 72 targets, 31 catches. Like, Yo, so he the puts first, up the first, the first season, the first season, the first, really the first two, no, definitely the first year, Dak was forcing the ball to do. I don't care what Dak said. Dak was forcing Rock to do. No, he, he wasn't. Catch. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Dude couldn't catch. 
Yeah, Yo, when was Dak's first year? 20, what, 15? 16. He did have 96 16. targets and, and 16. But but forcing the ball to him and forcing it accurately is two different things. Like, you keep throwing the ball over my head, that's still a target for me, but what I'm going to do with that? <laughs> this whole, this whole yeah, so thing had, has always had, been a catch. He had, he had 96 targets, but, he, I mean, when he was like getting his biggest numbers, he was getting 159, 138, 136, like – all I'm saying is them dudes you're saying are better than him. If we're comparing numbers, you're bugging. You can sit there and tell me about like all I'm, yeah. all I'm saying is. All I I'm think you're. Is I think you're remembering what Dak. I think you're remembering what Dez was. He's not that dude and has not been that dude. But what I'm saying is he's not that dude with who? With, with Dak throwing to him. I think it coincided with his the, numbers. With the his team. numbers literally went down the day that Dak started as their, a starting quarterback. <laughs> Yo, if you look at the line, if you look at the line, no, of I ain't gonna numbers, I, listen. I ain't gonna argue there because I think Dak is a piece of trash. But no, I mean, I mean, that's I think Dez, Dez, Dez has fallen. Dez has fallen off, man. Based on what though? Based on play with a quarterback who's inaccurate, who who's who's not. I mean, and most people say that Dak's not even that good of a quarterback. I saw no, I said the last the other day. The last full season he had, he had 88 receptions for 1,300 yards and 16 touchdowns. That's the last <laughs> full season. Season. That was one. What are you talking about? That was one. That was, 20, that was 2014. In 2015, he that only played nine. Jimmy about to jump on. Jimmy about to jump on that, and it was 2014. It was 2014. But listen, okay, his last full season. Is, but listen, 2015, he only played nine games, and then 16 and 17, he was with. You know, he played with Dak, which is playing handicap. See, I mean, in last season, he still had 69 catches. What was down was his, his average um, per catch. His 69 his, catches. His yard, where, 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 where his drops? He's been, top, he's, been top, he's been top five in drops the last three years. Let me, let me ask you a I question. Believe. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, what wide mm-hmm. receiver since Dak has been playing has put up any numbers? Any wide receiver. So on that team, on that more, team, is his is his number his number is more of the, his declining number is more of a, a point about his game or about the fact that he's playing with a quarterback who can't play the game of football. No receivers putting up numbers with that. The whole game. <laughs> that boy can't play the whole game of football. Yo, he can't play the whole game of football. Like so, I mean, I, I just don't know. My point is saying my that thing is, he my be thing in the is league. I'm not gonna argue with Dak. I'm not gonna argue on the Dak point because I, I agree with that. Like I, I agree with that, but then I saw DeAndre Hopkins play with no quarterback. He, DeAndre Hopkins plays all tackle one and he puts up numbers. He also ain't playing so with Dak. It, Dak is playing at a disadvantage. I'd rather have a bad quarterback than Dak. He's playing at a dis yo, this <laughs> I saw somebody in our chat, I'm not sure about the stat. It says Dak never threw for like hundred and fifty yards in the game. It was something stupid like that. No, nah, it, it, it ain't been that bad. His average was is below was, 200, though. That's what it was. It was like he hasn't he hasn't thrown yeah, his over average, 200 yards. His average, like, it was his average is like one 190-something in a in a game where the, on, the average NFL yeah, quarterback he had, um, was 240 he had yards. 10, he had 10 drops last year. He had two drops the season before that. Um, okay. I don't yeah, know so what he had. So we gonna blame yeah. the drops on we gonna blame the drops on Dak. You don't think the drops can be blamed on a quarterback? Drops? No, I'm, I'm not yeah, blaming drops. drops I'm talking about I'm a, 
Because sometimes if you touch the, if the ball touches your hand, they call it a drop. It sometimes it's touching it your hand. You had to do a, a hero be, It depends on close. who's throwing it. Because I have heard you say in the past, like McNabb don't know touch. He yards and he throwing the ball seventy miles an hour. Sometimes that's true, but that. Dak arm, Dak arm ain't nowhere near strong as Nick Beefcake Pauls. I don't know. It might be. It might Come be. On, man. I, don't, I don't know. Yo, I don't know. Because I don't have like a, a, like you a video of each drop and you know, to see what it Yo, was, so I'm not even going to defend it. It sounded to me like you watch just as much football as I do, brother. Yo, yeah, yeah, I watch not. Nah, actually, I watched the all. I watched the all 22 tape a year ago on uh on your man on your man Des. <laughs> And and yeah, I was so looking you, at the so, separation so, 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 in the route so tree. We're saying Yo, my man can't. My we're man saying can't is you get open. Know. Yo, he can't get open. What you're saying is, put it like this: with the Eagles situation right now, we get Des for you know five dollars, you know, relative NFL money. If we can get him for cheap, is what I'm saying. I take Des. <laughs> I take him. He'd be like, the I, I, I think. I mean, I, I, I don't see how Aguilar in the slot. Put Des on the on the wing on the outside with uh with Alshon. I take it any day. Oh, okay, okay. So here's a good one. Here's a good one, Jimmy. I'm not even going to take you into consideration in this question because you ain't seen. You didn't see this dude play when you did watch football. All right, Mike Wallace. Where do you rank? Where do you put Mike Wallace? Now they haven't been because he may have fallen off too. I put him. I can't really tell. He don't even get on the field. (laughs) Only Wallace I acknowledge is Christopher. All right, well, we'll 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 get back to it because I don't want to waste all that. We got some NFL. I mean, we got some NBA stuff to do. I I just wanted to get. That's your Cowboys hate. I want to give a, a stat of the week uh, shout-out to the homie Drew Brees, who surpassed Peyton Manning as the NFL all-time leader in passing yards. He now sits at 72,103 passing yards and counting. Quick question. We can't talk about this for a long time. I just want you guys, like, where do you guys rank? You don't have to give me a, a, a finite number, but, you know, is Drew Brees in that mix? All right, everybody who out there who's listening, who's read Jimmy's book, um, sports, smart people only read the sports. Uh, you know, he 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 made up a concept of there not actually being a goat, which I think you guys do waste a lot of time having goat arguments because it's subjective. Nobody can prove that you know one person is that over the other. Nobody's gonna universally agree with anybody. But what Jimmy came up with is is the table of God. So, you know, most of the people who are in these GOAT discussions, you know, sit at this table. Even though Drew Brees has always put up the kind of numbers that he put up, I, I don't really hear, and even in our conversations, I, I don't, I'm not sure if people put Drew Brees on that level. I know he's in the room. I know he's in the building. But is he at the kitty table or is he at the table of guys? Do y'all, you know, is he there? Because a lot of people still disrespect him. I think, I think it's interesting, right? Because if you look at um, like football, right, which we're talking about, but not just football, this goes to basketball and all the major sports. There's always like a guy who everyone knows is elite, everyone knows is one of the top people at their profession, but they just come around at a time where there's people that are just like, you know, um, mega stars. So you play in the shadows of, say, 
like a Michael Jordan or a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady. Like you're right there, right. you're right on the cuffs of being there with them. But the fact of the matter is, you just got outshine because you you come along at a time where it's like, yo, you got, you know what I mean? You got these guys, right? So, <laughs> so, um, so Jimmy, yo, what you're describing is what Drew Brees is and what like a Donovan McNabb thinks he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So I just came even even um, with a, no. even with a guy even with a guy like Marvin Harrison, right? I never really hear people mention him, and it's because he came up at a time where he played. He was overshadowed by a Randy Moss and a T.O., but he held his own, right? He held his own. Right. He, in, in several years, he actually had better years than they did. But the fact of the matter is, he just happened to play at a time uh, where uh, those uh, dudes uh, were just like he, he may have been more consistent than both of them this, from year to year. I in this actually. conversation, in this conversation, I think we're really, I guess, we have to split hairs. I, I consider Drew Brees to be the fourth best quarterback of this era behind Peyton, Peyton, Tom and McNabb, Tom, <laughs> uh, McNabb. the the God, and then Drew <laughs> no, Brees. McNabb, McNabb, uh, yeah. nah, McNabb better than all of them. At throwing the ball in the ground. Yo, and then, um, and then Dev, you always you always have to ask the question like, what has Drew Brees done for Black Lives Matter? So true. If you ask that question, no. See, but you know but what? Be, you did exactly <clears throat> what I hear people do when Drew Brees' name comes up. You talk about where he stands in his era. Other cats, yeah. you immediately go to the top ten of all time. The top this of all time. But when Breeze's name come up, talk about And I'm like, why does Drew not get the respect? Like, if we talked about Steve Young, Elway, or somebody like that, we're like, yeah, where do, where do they stand the top ten of all time? We start talking about Drew, and then people bring up his error. So, and that's crazy, because right. I've, right. I've, I've seen the same thing happen with, like, uh, Jim Kelly, right? Jim Kelly was a beast. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great Marino, Montana, Elway, Young. They were all the those guys on that time. And so, like, even though Jim Kelly went to four bowls, you know, I guess they hold that against him because he didn't like, you know, because Scott Norwood salute to him. Um, About to say, you know, losses were his fault. (laughs) Yo, you probably one of four in a row is probably harder than winning one. But uh, nonetheless, (laughs) I just you know shout to LeBron. But uh, I just think that um. It's interesting, man, because he definitely has to be up one of, of the better time. quarterbacks of all time, and that's the problem when you try to compare those because there's so top much 15. context to this. Because he's top, he's top Because 15. when you look at, because you start playing the game where if you replace him with Brady and put him with Belichick and those defenses that he had, what does his career look like? If you take Brady out of that system, Brady might not even be in the league. I'm not. I'm, yeah, that's true. I'm not. I'm not hating on Drew because I. I do think he's clear fire. Yes, you are clear shot hall of, hall of famer, clear shot hall and of famer. I give him. AF. I give clutches him top. <laughs> I. I give him top fifteen. But now I ask y'all a question: How much of that is system and play calling? And your rebuttal to me could be: Well, how much of it is system and play calling for Brady? And you and you'd be right to ask. Him. And for Peyton. I, I think it would be more so. Like, yo, even with Peyton, everything is about system. And listen, that's the thing about yo, football. Also, football probably the system. more 
Uh, but hear, <laughs> hear me out, though. If Peyton doesn't get with, uh, what's oh his name, Moore, and they sit down uh-huh. and allow him to have the, the, the leeway that he had, um, you never know. If Peyton like goes to one of those coaches. Freak. Like Andy. Yeah, he goes to a control freak and makes him hand the ball Andy off the first place. And this is what I'm, but this is what I'm saying. What I'm Andy saying wasn't, so Andy much wasn't a control freak. He knew he had a dumbass at quarterback. <laughs> I knew that. All, 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 I'm, all I'm saying is football is so difficult because it's so it many is. things that have to go right to win. You got so many moving pieces. You got, you know, it all depends upon the system you get put in, the leeway you get as a quarterback, the even even the rope you get as a quarterback. I remember you watching, what? literally watching Peyton Manning play as a as a as a, uh, let's say a uh, freshman, <laughs> as a rookie, and they were stinking it up, getting blown out. I think they went like one in fifteen. He was throwing picks all over the place, and they let him play through it. And some teams yeah. wouldn't have allowed that to happen. They would have like, all right, this boy is a bum. Get him no, out of here. You know what? I'm, no, I'm really, you. I'm really thinking this. I'm really I'm thinking this through. And there's three things that I look at with a with a quarterback. Number one is is accuracy. Number two is anticipation. Nobody's better than Breeze. Breeze still there. Accurate. Everything you say. Accuracy is and yeah, accuracy, anticipation, um, and your command of the coverages and defenses you face. Notice, people. I did not say arm strength. Accuracy, anticipation, and your command of the coverage and defensive fronts. And in those three areas, it's kind of funny you say that, Jimmy. It's like it's hard to find, How you call it's hard to find two guys that, that are better than Drew Brees at those, any of those three things. It's really hard. To, he's, his anticipation, he knows where everybody's supposed to be. And he's one of those guys where when he throws an interception, it's almost never his fault. It's usually the guy fell down or the guy wasn't where he's supposed to be on on time. And like it, and getting to a, and, and getting to the getting to the point Tobias made, although he was talking about the NBA in terms of having things go right for you. He's had some bad luck too, because many believe yeah, that last true. season, if not for that debacle in Minnesota, he would have been playing for another Super Bowl and possibly winning another Super Bowl. Um, I believe I didn't, I didn't want to play never, That was the smoke I didn't want the Eagles fans say the same thing yes, everybody <laughs> I didn't says want that. no and problems another, another thing about that is When you look at who he's played with over the years He's never had Another Hall of Famer that I can think of um, Yo at His skill greatest position. receiver Was a 7th round pick from Hoff Joe Horn uh, Joe well, Horn? No I think Marcus Colson no. was better than Horn In my Colson. opinion I think Colston was better. Than I don't him. know. Joe Horn was that guy. I think I think Joe Horn. Yo, Joe Horn was Joe a Horn, though, But wasn't he there mostly for like the the time before that, the, the Aaron Brooks time? Yeah, he was. Kind of uh, he was a little. He was. I think he only played yeah, three or four seasons end. with Breeze. Okay. okay. But uh, I, I never thought about but anyway. as a system guy, Jimmy. But when you brought that up, I actually went and looked. And the fact is, he never even came close to throwing up for 4,000 yards until he got in New Orleans. His very first year in New Orleans, 2006, he threw for 4,400 yards when before that his high was like 3,570. So after that, he never threw for under 4,000 You can hand the ball off to LT and get a gazillion yards. I mean, you know. He has four 5,000-yard seasons, though. And he did it yeah, but he as was. early as 2008, so you can't even blame that on the new, you know what I'm saying, the 
the, the new football, Listen, the new era. But also, the, before he came to New Orleans, he was playing with LT, who was, like, um, throwing touchdowns, running touchdowns, and doing everything himself. Yeah, like, everything, LT was a one-man man. offense back then. LT <laughs> handed the ball off to himself. Yo, and people, people, people forgot about him, too. People forgot how talented of a player he was. He would be one of the dudes yeah. that's, like, court in the mix. So, Breeze LT and Horn like, only played one year together, and Horn only played – Ten games and only started nine games that season, so they really never got a chance. What year was that? Two thousand six, and he only had thirty-seven receptions for six hundred seventy-nine yards. Okay. So they okay. never really got the rock together. And he was about that. I was just in two thousand seven. So. so Colson, Colson was his guy. Seventh round from Colson. Yeah. So it's like you know yeah. the talent, the big names were were never there for him until like Jimmy Graham came along. But you know he, he did his thing. So shout out a couple, a couple, um, a couple comments out there. We got comments in the uh, chat room by Skyview. Salute to Skyview for uh, being in the chat room. He says that uh, if the cornerback makes the tackle last year against Minnesota, then Drew Brees is probably considered the goat. And he said, here's another barometer. How many times has Drew Brees' entire ro- receiver rotation changed? Like a lot. Mm. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Hank, Hank and, uh, and Kent our Hill, he used to be there. Hank, but yeah, Hank that's what I'm saying. saying. Like, he never had the big Hank names, and that, he always had turnovers. <laughs> Hank is saying Strolls, Reggie Bush, and Jimmy Graham were great weapons to get passing yards with. Yo, funny thing is, how's Jimmy Graham's career doing without Breeze? <laughs> he Jimmy Graham's always know, he's always banged up though. But no, no, that's a that's a Yo. good point as well because I always make that point when people talk about McNabb and all they want to say is Paintson and and Rash, but he did have other weapons on the thing. But but that's the difference though. Breeze isn't, and I heard somebody call Breeze the checkdown king a couple of days ago. I'm like, you watch football, guys? But um, yeah, you don't watch football. Yeah, like I, did, I don't look at them the same, but I, I did used to bring people down with that McNabb because he had Tom dynamic weapons Tom like Westbrook, you know, Chad Lewis before him, Pro Bowl tight end. You know, he had weapons, but the only thing people seem to look at is the cats on But it, it didn't matter because I, I felt that Breeze made those guys about it. Or, or at least helped elevate their games to – Make it look like they weren't just some some nobodies and some bums. So they, Listen, they showed man, you that they. I think that Drew left, Brees. But. I think Drew Brees is right there. If you make you can make the argument. See, it's weird. That's why I don't like to make a goat argument. But because when I think about the best person I play, like at, I, I always thought that at their ultimate playing the game, and this is no bias. I always thought that Elway was the best in terms of at his peak until mm-hmm. um, the God and Green Bay came around. And when I watched him at his peak, it was like Elway 2018. Like, he did everything Elway did, but he's so much faster and more athletic. I was like, at his peak, I've never seen anyone with that skill set. I just haven't seen anything like that. But at the same time, now I'm did you Did, you, did you think who, – who would you take no bias, Jimmy, Elway or Marino, and why? Me, personally? Well, we already know that. I would take Elway. Yeah. yeah, I personally would take Elway. I think Marino had well, why? Is, is, is one of the, one of the guys. Um, probably because he was more athletic. Um, more athletic to me. Okay. To me, more clutch when it comes to playing quarterback. So, it's, in terms of just pure arm, pure passer, Marino. But everything else, I would like. I would take Elway for. But to I mean, me, if we just talk. Aaron Rodgers break it down to pure both. passer. I'm not sure you could put anybody over Marino. 
No, but, but, um, but, 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 but here's you know, the thing. Elway would though. translate I, better I honestly, to this era than Marino would. I honestly think that uh, that 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 the ball of Green Bay is right there as a pure pass. To me, that's what's so crazy about him. It's like yeah. it's like um yeah. it's like Elway and Marino went broke back and had a baby oh. named Aaron. Like like even in that vein, it depends on your definition of pure because Aaron Rodgers is just he's Doesn't probably run. the greatest arm talent that we've ever seen because a lot of his passes are still unorthodox. You don't have to throw the ball the way he throws Yo, it sometimes, but he just makes I think it at this point we at this point at this point we like grasping that straw. We talk about arm talent and pure passer. I don't know. I, just, no, no. I don't know what the difference. We're just making our own up. categories up. Yo, <laughs> what gets arm talent? Boy got a big Yo, arm talent. I don't even know what that is. What I'm worried about is it seems like um the God in Green Bay is always banged up. So yeah, yeah. gonna mess up. with his legacy and at even, some point. Yeah. So even when he plays he's not a hundred percent. He's never had like really a lot of talent around him. So I think that, you know, but he has his chips, which means he'll get a pass for the rest of his career. Um, but when we start to compile and look at the table of gods and all these things, um, it's just so difficult in football because you need so many things to go right. So many, like yeah. that one play in Minnesota last year, like to really change how people look at Drew Brees. That one play. Yeah, it's fair enough. That's a fair. That's a very, a very fair statement. Um, I don't Whoa, know, man. Who's the guy you in the chat room who said that uh, as much as he hates Denver, always the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm only saying salute to you because oh, you're a Raiders fan. I would never thought I'd hear you say that. Say that you know, uh, God, you somebody, somebody go get Guinness. Somebody go get Guinness. I don't know what Guinness says. Go get Guinness. Tell him we need to write this down. You're supposed to keep that to yourself. But I can see how you think that because, you know, your team is probably one that he destroyed more than anybody else. <laughs> but, um, no, you got to see that work. Scott View, Scott View. How you, how, yeah. how you like the Why y'all think I be taking up for, like, Eli and, 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 and Romo? Because he's sitting here telling us that our quarterback is better than all of them. And I never saw it. Yo, but, um, yo on the low, y'all, y'all know how I feel about Tony Homo. I'd have traded – I'd have traded McNabb's entire lineage, 20 generations forwards and backwards, to have Tony Romo. <laughs> Damn. You're killing him. You're cooking Especially if he, can only, if, oh. he can, if he can only play the first three quarters. But, yo, uh, Scott, you, how do you like him, John? Three three quarters and ten minutes. <laughs> anyway, man, All so right. um, Drew Brees, man. Salute to Drew Brees, man. Wherever it is, man, we know that, you know, you you amongst the gods. Yeah, yeah you we at are. the table. He's at the table. We are way behind, so we are going to have to um, skip over this these grind topics, man, because this thing of ours is, is coming up, and we got to talk about this. And we we also got some callers on the line. We see y'all. We're going to rapid fire through these birthdays, and then Jimmy's going to take us into some NBA talk, and we're going to hit the phone line yes, while we're inside of that NBA talk as well. So y'all know the drill. I know the drill. Y'all can check out the website at warroomsports.com. But if you want to call in and speak with us about antics, because we're about to go full throttle on basketball, um, dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. But if you're listening from your phone, just make sure you press 1. If you're 
holla at the brothers. All right, we're going to give you some quick birthday shout-outs. The birthdays are brought to you by your mama and your daddy. (laughs) Michelle Wee turns 29 years old. Yo, this, I I, I just knew Michelle (laughs) Wee had to be pushing 40. This shows you how young you are when you start in those type of sports. How is Michelle Wee, who's been in our conscious, you know, she's been on our radar for I don't know how many years. How is she only 29 years old? Like, come on, man. We <laughs> heard about her when she was 13. Yo, it's, my question is, she's 29, she 29 now? What's she looking like right now? Stevie J voice. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your bread? I mean, I'm, I'm just asking. Where's your bread? <laughs> you said tennis, you meant golf. <laughs> Yo, know, yeah, that too. Michelle, he also just, he also just <laughs> winging it. He don't know what we're talking about. He's like, who Michelle is? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yo, I'm curious too. I'm not familiar with either of those I, used to, I think I used to peep my man be awesome. and then be thinking to myself, like, wait, is she old enough for me to be looking at? <laughs> my man Pete Austin <laughs> said Drew Brees is definitely a Hall of Fame point guard. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo Pete, you worse than me, cuz. Don't you ever diss me about my non-sports watching and you worse than me, B. <laughs> nah, I watch, I watch this thing of ours, foosball, Soccer. No, you don't. I don't watch none I of them other sports. More, I think you. I think you might watch more soccer than anything else. I think. I think you throw with the rest, but that's either here nor there. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I know Michelle, and and this yep. is why I just looked it up. Yo, she became the youngest player to quali- qualify for a USGA Amateur Championship. She was ten years old. That's what I'm saying. We've known yeah. this since like 1999. So how is she only 20 years old? 29 years old. All right. Anyway, that's crazy. Pull up, really. Let me pull some pictures. Look up some 2018 photos. Um, Mike Conley Jr. She looks like uh, the Austin's favorite point guard. My fault. (laughs) Yeah. B. Austin's favorite point guard, Mike Conley Jr. turns 31. Um, to match how many M's he's getting per year. Uh, Desmond Mason. Remember Desmond Mason? He's 41. Mason. Des used to have hops. He was an all right little player in his day. Yes, he did. Cherokee Park. Not all Duke right, fame. but he definitely he is now. 46 years old. Uh, Chris Spielman, who used to play for the Vikings, he's 53 years old. And uh, columnist Tom Thomas Boswell turned 71 years old. Uh, we'd like to give a war room salute to all of these people in their birthday. My birthday. Salute Yay. and shout out to all of y'all. All right. Yes, sir. This thing about Let's get it, man. It's here. Yeah, Back. man. And for those for those who don't know, our NBA talk is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. Salute to the Digital Extreme Tech. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. There's no need to pay a gazillion dollars for a website. You need a custom website from Digital Extreme Tech. Do that by going to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205. Four two zero three. Tell them how you heard about them, and they're gonna hook you up. There's no need to have a wig site. If you got a wig site, immediately right now, go to the roof of your home and jump off. Anyway, man, it is definitely time to talk about this thing of ours. Uh huh. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Salute to my man Colin Kaepernick, and because of that, I, uh, right now I'm like double down on my love for this thing of ours. Man, but I have to start off with some sad news, man. Rest in power to the God Tex winner, 
Um, you know, no. I, it's funny because of the triangle. You know, Beyonce, Beyonce just found out right now. <laughs> yeah, really? Rest in peace, sex with. Um, you know, it, 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 like, it's yeah. funny because I saw like I saw I saw fifty eleven people make the same joke, which was a uh, well, it was funny at first, but then I see fifty people make the same joke, uh, which say that they wonder like um if his gravestone is gonna be shaped like a triangle, um. Yeah, so right. you know, but, but text <laughs> well, winner that that just shows you when you hear the name text winner the first thing you think of. Um, but rest in power to the God. Think about all the championships that was won off of his back, and he don't get credit for. My thing is, I think about the fact that my man was ninety six years old. That is a full life. Like, hey, yo, he is a good one. We can celebrate. Ninety six like, years old. Be awesome. He was like, yo. oh, I'm like, yeah, no more suffering because I know it ain't easy to be ninety six. You know what I mean? Dog, like, he's more than he's he's almost three times my age, and I know like what it feels like to get out of the bed in the morning. So imagine being right? ninety six and having to get out of bed, yo. I've been jumping out of bed, feel like I got okay. gout. But Mark, I got gout. <laughs> <laughs> yo, the older, yo, the older you get, the more you respect old people. So salute the text one another cool life, man. Hoops legend, hoops legend. Got to say that. Um. Man, the story that don't seem to go away is your boy Jimmy Butler. He came up earlier as Tobias called him to talk about Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler, like, went to practice, right, after all this confusion. That was the first time you're hearing the story. But Jimmy Butler went to practice in Minnesota. Ran, first ran practice ball he went to this season. First practice he went to this season because he's been, like, you know, avoiding the team. So, oh, B, by the way, B. Austin, he's trying to get out of Minnesota, whether he did it or not. So he goes to full <laughs> point. He goes to practice. With the st- with the third squad playing against the first squad and wipes them off the floor and all the reports say that talking he was the time. best player on the floor by four by far talking trash the whole time to the coaches to the owners to the players and cooking them and doing everything in terms of grabbing rebounds assists scoring he dominated and beat the first team with the third team just with him on it um, and it be- it became a controversy because of how nasty and filthy he was talking to everybody. Um, yeah, so I guess he proved his Jimmy, point. He Jimmy Butler is now my Scott favorite. Layden. He looked over at Scott Layden like, see, y'all need me. But no, they, they said it was crazy. Um, and the story keeps going. Today, there was a report that Jimmy Butler called a players-only meeting. Um, but then Jeff T jumped on the Twitter and told the person who reported that, that they were making up fake news and it wasn't true. But then Jimmy Butler came on later and confirmed that there was a players only meeting. So it's getting really weird in Minnesota right now. <laughs> he just was, he Jimmy just is talented. But one thing I think we can say about Jimmy at this point, Jimmy is a bit of a locker room cancer. <laughs> Whether you look at that as a negative or a positive, because I think He's tougher than these Cancer. guys that he's playing Cancer with, is always and he's going to be honest with these dudes. But in today's society, we got to go back to 2018 with it. You know, these young dudes don't take too kindly to that. So it's kind of cancerous Listen, man. because you're the only dude in there with that. Like we thought Kobe and Garnett was the last of the bunch. I think Jimmy might have grabbed the torch from them and is trying to Listen, keep man. All, I, all I'm going to say is this, man. Jim, Jimmy Jimmy is definitely he's definitely standing tall and talented, but his stats don't allow him to talk the way he does. Oh, that was mean. Um, so bars. But, 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 I but, but, see but, what you did but, there. Even if you but the didn't fact see of the matter the is, but the <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, for him to do that, like it kind of embarrasses his team. I think the bias brought it up. 
It makes those other two guys look like noodles too. Um, and those two guys were talking about a cat um, and, the, and the gentleman from uh, the salt gentleman from Canada, who was the number one pick. <laughs> they, they have to I remember man and let people know this is their team. They make the most money. That was their opportunity to like go ham and like destroy him, and they couldn't do it. So it kind of <laughs> says something to me about them as well. I literally remember like reading articles and, and watching like, interviews and people were saying that Andrew Wiggins is the next LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. He does everything on the floor well. You remember the Sixers fans, Jimmy? Riggins for Wiggins. Riggins for Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Riggins for Wiggins was definitely a thing. We got Joel Embiid. <laughs> yo, he's not a bad player, but it's like, I think, yo, and, and shout out to Tobias, because me and Tobias well, he, never he puts agreed, up numbers he by mistake. five points today. Yeah, he put he's up random. he put up some fire points. He does put up numbers. He has skills, but he doesn't seem to have it's something missing numbers. there, that dog. Like, yo, it's like he doesn't want it. Like and I know we don't we don't try to become body language experts, although we all do Shut it up, in watching hoops, but yo, it's something about watching him play where it's like, yo, he don't care enough. Yeah, he just ta- like talent is gonna get him twenty a night. But yeah, if he, he had like, the dog, he like he'd probably be up there with everybody else, like twenty seven a night. He just, you know. Now, but the thing ball. is, it, maybe, maybe he, he do you, th- you think it's too late, or he'll, do you think he still has an opportunity to get that, or maybe it's crazy? Oh, not, not in like, it. Uh, Jimmy could put this just okay. chip on his shoulder, but, but that's true, B. If it's not, if it's not in you, it's just not in you. It ain't any. It ain't any. But if there's something in him, this Jimmy situation should be the thing to bring it out. I mean, you, see, you got Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, you got. Uh, Jackson, who was disrespecting him on social media a couple weeks ago, if it's in there, this is when it's when it's going to come out. If it yeah, doesn't come out that's, now, that's a good point. Then man. we know that it's not there. That's a good point. And also, you got to think about the fact that I think Jimmy was like the last pick of the first round or a second round pick or something like that. Whatever it was, he wasn't a um, he wasn't a lottery pick. And you're talking yeah. about the other two guys are guys who were supposed to be good number one picks in the draft. Both and and he just has a. He had to earn his. He basically had to earn whatever it is that he has. He had to earn. Not that you don't earn it being a number one pick, but it's a difference when you earn it in the league versus just having, you know, being a, a, a blue chip prospect. Right. So. No one, no one know, expected okay. Jimmy Tobias Butler to get paid this much money round. to play basketball, period. Yeah. Tobias says he was the last pick in the first round and made himself into an all-star. And I agree with that. So, Tobias, you got to stop saying stuff I agree with tonight, man. I, don't, I need to argue with you. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on, though, uh, anybody, I mean, any other thoughts about Jimmy? Like, where do you see this playing out before we move on? Where do you see this? How do you see this playing out? Like, is he um, going somewhere else? Or? Yeah, he's, point, going, he's going somewhere else. He's going somewhere else. I don't know that's, if he's going somewhere else right now, though. Because just, like, just like I didn't think Kyrie had the leverage, like, I don't know where the leverage is coming from with these guys. Um I don't know. I, I, I don't think Tibbs – I think Tibbs likes what Jimmy's doing and likes what's going on. So I, I'm sure he doesn't want to get, get rid of him. So if they can't get anything back, you're not going to – you know, when you trade stars, you're never going to get equal value. But if they can't get anything back that's worth their while, I think they'll just grin and bear it because he has said that he, would, he wouldn't miss um, regular season games if he still was on the team, you know, come next week. So – there you go right there. That's a show of them like, all right, he's going to ball. He might be mad and disgruntled, but he's going to ball. So yo, I might keep please, him for a little while. Please tell me, please tell me y'all saw, uh, or be off, I know you ain't see it, but yeah, tell me you saw Tillman Fertitta 
the Rockets owner what he said about Jimmy Butler because you know that's one of the teams that have been trying to trade for Jimmy Butler. I did not. Like, did you see? But I heard it was yo, like some tampering. To things. me, <laughs> yo, I was sitting there watching it like I can't believe he said this. Well, I was listening to it. It was like on a podcast. He was like, yo, he was like, we definitely would love to have him on our team. He was talking about how he would fit in with the team. He's like, but you yeah, know, know, we're not gonna like give up certain pieces for him. Like, we're not gonna. Um, you know, break so our he team. He was making a deal publicly, basically. Yo, <laughs> he and was so part of me, part of me, part of me is like, all right, he's a new owner. He doesn't get it. But also, I'm a fan of Tillman Fertitta because he has one of the illest like CNBC shows um, um, that's on TV. And I'm like, yo, he has to know. Maybe he's one of them dudes like, yo, I'll pay the fine, but I'm putting this out right. there because I'm negotiating like, uh, you know, um, like basically putting it out in the public. Like, but to me, I was like, yo, they got – and by the way, his CNBC show is called Billion Dollar Buyer. Anybody wants to watch it, it's a pretty good business show. Um, and he had this show before he even bought the Rockets, and he actually still records it. Um, by his, like, his boy got a bazillion other businesses. Like, you know, if I start naming him, he's like, oh, damn, he on that too? So he's one of them guys. But as he was talking about this, I'm like, yo, he has to know this is tampering, or he's just too green, or maybe he's being slicker than I think, trying to get something done. Um, right. Like but at some point, a lot of layers to to what he was doing. Like he could have also been like driving the price up for any of his direct competitors who might be trying to make a move. You know what I'm saying? Say the True. Lakers wanted to get involved or something like that. He's gonna tell you what he's not gonna give up. So the Lakers are like, man, well if we beat the offer that he's publicly putting out there, then we can get him. But then the Lakers may gut themselves a little bit in Houston. Keeps the upper. I think there could have been a lot of layers to that, dude. Yeah, I just think it's ill that it's ill that he owns a casino that has sports betting and he owns a sports franchise. He's getting paid on like all kinds of ends of the sports game. But yeah. um, with, with with that being said, though, I, I just don't know where this goes. Um, the Rockets to the Rockets, like, because here's the thing, right? Everybody's trying to compete with the Warriors. Everybody knows that. But I think the problem is people are just trying to put names on the squad, and that's not going to work. Yeah, You're not yeah. going to beat them just putting names on the squad because right. you have to get people you have fitting into the right pieces. Exactly. That's so so that's also a problem, too. But anyway, man, um, speaking of that, speaking of, like, competing with the Golden State Warriors, uh, a lot of people believe that the Lakers will be the team, not to say beat them, but just, like, you know, compete with them this season. And, you know, Lonzo Ball finally came back looking like um, he somehow found an HGH store or maybe – that's yeah. why he's not spending time with his seed because he's uh, been hitting the gym real quickly. <laughs> he still, he looked like he ain't he looked like he ain't showing up for leg day, I and mean, that's probably because he was getting surgery Yo. on his knee. But he one of them dudes. Lonzo, <laughs> Lonzo a a B Lonzo looked like Corey Beard. <laughs> that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but but. <laughs> But that's what he's yeah, yeah, Lonzo Ball came back like, yo. Yeah, like he like yo. a weightlifter. I'm mean, like, yo, I'm a, I'm a full, like full weightlifter all now. Summer, I don't play ball. But was doing, but he skipped out on leg day. Um, I just wanted to, <laughs> to like Jim Jackson. I wanted to speak on this briefly because I know we got to make our picks and predictions. I I'm of the I'm of the opinion that. I don't think the Lakers should um, start Rondo over Lonzo Ball. I think Lonzo should yeah, I be you the starter. That. Yeah, yeah, because you know they had already made the decision, and we think they were being sneaky. They were acting like while Lonzo recovers and heals from his knee surgery, 
But I think that was their easy way of breaking it to him that he's going to be the backup all season. I don't think that should be the case. I think Lonzo should should start because, first of all, Lonzo is a better player than a lot of people want to give him credit for. People are going to be harder on Lonzo because of his dad. So everything he does, people are looking at through a microscope. But if, you know, these same people are the stat people, but if you look at what he did last year as a rookie, like he damn near averaged a triple-double as a rookie. He, the only problem in his game really was the shooting, and I guess it's sometimes the effort. But yeah. I think he can learn a lot from Rondo, and this doesn't necessarily mean you have to sacrifice Rondo's minutes because when Rondo does come into the game, I think there are points where they can play together. Rondo's 6'7". You could put him at the 2, slide Rondo to the 1, You'll have other lineups where LeBron is going to be doing all the, the, the point guard duty. So I think Luke Walton can be creative and mix and match everything to where Rondo still gets his his minutes and he still gets his late-game clutch minutes without that affecting the starting position of Lonzo Ball. I, I, don't, I don't think they should put him on the bench, man. I think it's interesting because um, it's one of those things, again, where I can see both sides of uh, – um, of the equation, I even start to think like, all right. So, there's a first of all, when your name is Ken Tavius, you probably shouldn't start anyway. But I'm about to what, say, uh, they're two guys are definitely expendable. Like, get him out of it. So, so my question is, do you try to play? Do you do you try to play Lonzo with the two? Now it's kind of crazy having a shooting guard that can't shoot, but not, not hard. That can't. Would you experiment? Like, I really still think, would you experiment think, with I playing think, both of them? Not not in the starting lineup. I would start Lonzo, bring okay. Rondo off the bench, but still give Rondo important minutes. And that's that the guy who's going to lose out in the end would be KCP. You know, he's going to get less minutes. He, you know, he's going to start the game, but he probably won't finish the game. He probably won't get the same kind of minutes that everybody else gets. But I, I, mm-hmm. I, I just, for some reason, I think that'll be, right, to me, be a good look. To me, it's very interesting because I also think about the LeBron effect, right? So I think that although Lonzo does contribute the way he minimum. does, well, if, if he contributes the way he does, I still think that he's like um, a work in progress. Like he right. still has to develop. And I, I wonder if LeBron being there, like what's his game long term? Because LeBron is probably like, give me Rondo. He's been like, you know, um, been there before. You know, the way oh, LeBron sure talks about Rondo now, we would think – yeah, I'm sure yeah so it's like you know you you develop on your own time right now we chip chasing so <laughs> I don't know I, I mean, just think it's, it's, especially it's, like the two players that they're excited about the Lonzo Balls and the and the the Brandon Ingrams I think those dudes probably should be in there playing off LeBron as much as possible um, and, and even though they'll still be developing I think they're talented enough to keep the team, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to hurt the team by them being out there with him. But then you throw them yeah. in by themselves in like a second lineup, even though, you know, a lot of teams just don't go five for five, you know, five on the on the subs. But, mm-hmm. you know, we still have these cliches of second lineups. You know, let Rondo, uh, uh, a more experienced point guard, run with the less experienced dudes in the second unit, and maybe you won't have that big of a fall off when dudes like LeBron go to the bench, but we'll see. We'll see yeah, I mean, but you can make the argument. You can make the argument the other way too, though. Let 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 um let let uh you know um young ball come into the to the lineup with him and Kuzma, and they could do mm-hmm. their thing. They could do a one two thing, 
I mean, it's interesting. Like, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But yeah. I mean, because you know what Kuz is coming he's, he's a, issue, so. <laughs> so Kuz is letting that thing fly. Kuz don't care if Ron in there. He don't care if Zoe in there. Kuz don't care if Jordan in there. Kuz is letting it fly. He going to grab the Uwa. It's over with. He going to be like, he right, be like Jerry quick, out the back of the Cherokee. So we definitely got to do our, our, our picks and awards real quick. So some of the stuff we're just going to have to skip till next week. It ain't important anyway. But real quick. Let's get Rob on the line for one minute because he's been waiting for a minute to be talking about his Lakers. Rob, what's going on? This has to be short, Kelly! my brother, or we're going to bang on you. So <laughs> let us know what you what's your thoughts about the your, your Lakers and give us a prediction Kelly! for your Eagles on uh, Thursday Night Football. What's up, bro? All right, man. All I got to say is, yo, shout out to my – can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, man? All I gotta say is, yo, shout out to my Dodgers, man. Hopefully, hopefully the Dodgers, you know, um, will pull this one in. You know, what I'm saying LA's finest. And yo, yo, man, we gotta treat, yo, we gotta knock out the oh, oh, and for the Giants, man. We gotta knock out the Giants, like, like the Red Sox knock out the Yankees. You know, what I'm saying, seven New York, I about to, I'm about to curse. Hey, Neil Deuce Packer, you know, what I'm saying, with their Timberlands and boots and whatever the hell they do over there. <laughs> Your dad been talking trash to you this week. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I mean, it, it, and by the way, I know New Yorkers, you know, probably get mad at your calls like, yo, man, why would you say this? Be coming over here and there, yo. I lived, I lived, I went to PS two seventy three. I lived in Fairview Towers. It's called Meadow Gates in East New York, Brooklyn, East New York. I lived in Jamaica Queens, Rochdale Village. You know what I'm saying? Holla at me, okay? I used to live there. Here's what it is. So what, what's I your thoughts real school. quick about what we were talking about? Do you think they should go along with the plan that they just? Put forth, think Rondo should be the starter this season over Lonzo, or you think vice versa? Um, yes, I think Rondo because yeah, it's so because it's too much. He's 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 acting too too Hollywood and dissing and stuff. You know, in L.A. there's a glamour yeah, but side, but there's been a baller side here. Either that or the, 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 but he's obviously been working this summer. Either that or popping needles, because I'm pretty sure you saw what he looked like when he took his warm-up off last night. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, he, he got good man. work, man. He got, he got to me and looks, but the thing is, I mean, I mean yo, 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 first of all, shout, shout, shout to Mr. Ball, you know what I'm saying? He got right there, you know, he's been working hard. But the thing is, his focus, the thing is his focus. Is his focus going to be on balling or is his focus going to be on getting the ams? That's the thing. Is he going to be uh, uh freaking... um? Uh, cream up through the ball, or is he gonna be a a gonna uh, be like, Dwight Howard? You know, nah, what I'm saying? That, that ain't possible. <laughs> it depends. All right, I'm talking about as far as focus. I want Rondo there because Rondo's a baller. Rondo got focus. Rondo doesn't have focus. He's still young. Kyle Kuzma has focus. He knows we hear the word championship. LeBron's here to wear championship and make money. He already got the money going to lay down, but we want to be here to win a championship. That's all I got to say. And, yeah, um, shout, out to, shout out to the Eagles. Please beat the Giants. You know what I'm saying? We're still world champs. Uh, tell Fred that, you know, um, that, that, um, that, that I'm surprised he didn't go to the White House with Tom Brady, you know, to shake hands with Trump. But, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's his boy. That's all I got to say. All right. All right, Rob. No doubt. Thanks oh. for your call, man. We'll wrap to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to do this when y'all are. <laughs> yes, sir. It's time to get those picks for the season. Be awesome. You ready? Not at all. 
Okay, well, let's, let's, let's start with you, man. Well, let's start with you then, since you ain't ready. You know what I'm saying? Because me and Dev don't want to give our picks and you just sit there and Absolutely. You know what I'm saying. So, who you got in the conference championship, East Conference, Western Conference championship? Eastern Conference Championship is going to be Boston versus Toronto. The Western Conference Championship is going to be Golden State versus OKC. Okay. All right. Now, who you got in the finals? Golden State versus Boston. Who you got winning the finals? Warriors. Come out and <laughs> All right, let's run. All right, well, let's, let's go fast and run through your uh, picks right now, preseason, for uh, these various awards. Coach of the year, who you got? Uh, Coach Tom Thibodeau. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Rain and Jimmy, and they're going to get the number three seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most, improved, most improved player. Uh, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, defensive player of the year. Kawhi Leonard. Good pick. Uh, six man of the year. <laughs> six man of the year. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Melo, that's that's news to him. He's like, hold up, I ain't starting. I'm gonna say, you short like. All right, no, man, I'm going to They're going to break I'm it going Lou, like, yeah. Lou Willville. Lou Willville. Yeah. No, That's no. what y'all be like awesome. Who, who you got as rookie of the year, be awesome? I don't even know the rookies yet. <laughs> All right, well, way to, way to keep it a B. Way to keep it a B. Who you got as the MVP of the league? <laughs> who you got as the MVP of the league? Yo. LeBron. <laughs> All right, LeBron. All right. All right, Dev, I'm, I'm going to run through mine real fast and then let you go last. Uh, my conference chip, I actually have the I actually have the Warriors playing the Lakers, um, believe it or not. I got the Lakers in the conference chip, the LeBron factor. And the Eastern Conference, I have the Sixers playing the Raptors. I think the Raptors are going to beat Boston in the, in the playoffs, and they're not even going to get to the uh, – you know what I mean? Um, anyway, finals. Uh, I got the Warriors playing the Sixers, and I got the Warriors winning another championship. For the awards, Coach, first of all, for these awards, I think some of these joints, they already stamped, and they already got the, like, the, um, the actual, like, uh, they already got everything written out, checks made, you know what I'm saying? Everything's already done. For instance, the Coach of the Year, I think, is Brad Stevens to lose, right? I um, thought that last year, player, they, 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 they played my man out last year. <laughs> Most improved, so you know, it's like the Oscars, though. Most improved player, um, I got Brandon Ingram. Um, I think Brandon Ingram is ready to take that next step. Um, only way, only thing they can get in his way is like LeBron ball hogging, but I think he's ready. Um, he needs, he needs to figure out where Zoe getting his medicine from, though. Um, defensive player of the year, a Gobert, because Gobert just going to average eight blocks a game. Um, six man of the year, um, no, I was going to go Lou Wood. I was going to say Lou Will, which is the easy pick, but I'm going to go Eric Gordon um, coming off the pond, being a sixth man of the year, unless he's getting shipped off in the trade for uh, Butler. Now, rookie of the year, I think this is already a done deal because um, my man can do nothing but, like, make a foul shot and somehow make Sports Center. But uh, Luka Donich is going to be the rookie of the year. Um, 
I know a lot of people like sexing and all that, but no, dog, it's done. It's a done deal, dog. He the new Dirk. <laughs> and the, the most valuable player in the league this year, I think, is going to be the Greek Freak. I think the Greek Freak is going to take it to another level this year and average something ridiculous. And I think he's going to win an MVP yeah. of the league. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on Milwaukee overall. I th- now, exactly. I think Milwaukee's going to crash this party in the East that everybody thinking, you know, at least they're going to make it interesting once the playoffs come. Milwaukee and the Raptors, Milwaukee and the Raptors, they ain't soft. Yeah, yeah. It's they ain't soft, dude. Some, All right, Dev. Who you got for All the right. conference chips uh, and everything else? Um, In the East, I have the same as Jimmy. I have the Sixers and the Raptors. Uh, we both got Boston being crowned a little too early. Um, in the West, I got the Rockets and the Warriors. In the finals, I got the Raptors and the Rockets. The mellow factor. And the champions, nice. uh, Harden going to travel to his first championship. <laughs> you like what I did? Um, <laughs> I saw what you did. Um, all right, so for the awards, Coach of the Year. Um, I'm going to go with Quinn Snyder on this one, but my honorable mention is the coach Brett Stevens. I know right now. Um, most improved player, my first thought was to go with Aaron Gordon because I think dude is going to step it up another level this year. Most improved player going to be MF Doom, Markel Fultz. You heard it here first. <laughs> Defensive, <laughs> player <laughs> Defensive player of the year, Joel Embiid. You heard it here first. Sixth man of the year, shout out to Lou Willville. But I'm going with J.J. Reddick. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you homer here. Rookie of the year, Don't. I'm going with Luka Doncic Don't. like Jimmy. And for my MVP, this going to be – it's crazy that, it, that, it, that, that I'm ben having to use the word shocker. But I'm actually going with Kevin Durant for the MVP even though he plays on a team where everybody kind of lessens everybody else's chance of winning awards because they're so good. Um, I think Kevin Durant, I think he has this chip on his shoulder, especially since he's going to leave this team in free agency and goes hop on LeBron. I think he has that chip on his shoulder. Like, all right, I've done it in the finals, but for a whole season, if I can do it and get the MVP on this team with this talent, because Steph hadn't gotten the MVP since Kevin's been there. I think Kevin's going to try to yeah. get that year. But then again, they only play for chips, and dudes might be resting like 13 games, and that'll throw so a whole wrench in my Kevin, program. You think, you, so you think Kevin, Kevin really wants to go play? He really wants to go play in L.A. with LeBron? Like, he trying to get down with LeBron think, and Maverick and then when I the think he does. Side. Like, even though he's his hell, you would be in sensitive you wouldn't do any moves like that again mm. but at the end of the day I don't think he can I think if he gets this chip and he's tied with LeBron for, for ring then he wouldn't mind going to help Brian win more because he'll get more and LeBron will never be ahead of him if they if they do it that yeah um, so you think that so, like, so it's crazy so you, so, uh, excuse my homer picture but when I thought about it I was dead on like I was really going to put other people I was going to put Aaron Gordon I was going to go with Lou Will. I was going to do that stuff just because. I'm like, yo, I've never sounded this homerish on this show. But real talk. I mean, you like, ain't get Ben Simmons no awards, though, dog. You said that they, you know, if folks starts, I think J.J. will come off the bench averaging probably almost the, damn near the same that he averaged starting for this team. So if you could get 16 yo, or something like that from J.J., 14, 16. All Ben Simmons, I think all ben be Simmons got to do is make – 
if Ben Simmons makes 10 three-pointers this entire season, he might win the um, Most Improved Player Award. <laughs> Most Improved Jair Award. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, but I'm with Aiton might get the joint, but I'm Luca, man. Luca just looks like he's NBA ready. Man, but Luca just looks like he's they not a rookie. Luka. He looks like dog, he's in here. The media, the media also loves Luca, dog. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, and I don't want to make it like a great white hype thing, but they love Luca, though. Like, you know, Luka Luka is like Dirk, Dirk, who's playing with Dirk. So it's a done. Yeah, deal. they're treating Luca like he's <laughs> Justin Timberlake and whatnot. Like, but um, you know, I think it's and interesting. The defensive the year. Like, Shout out to um. AD and, and uh, Rudy Gobert, but Joel said he's out to get it, and he's he's probably going to injure yeah, himself yeah. trying to get it. The reason I think the reason I picked Gobert because I was thinking about Embiid for that, but I think Embiid still has to have a bigger offensive load pause than uh, Gobert does. Gobert don't even have to play offense; all he has to worry about is defense. Like no, Joel, Gobert, have to but you know you know what today you know you know what goes in his favor today these advanced analytics because they do the numbers mm-hmm. of defense when he's on the floor and when he's not. He could be in there not doing a damn thing, but when he's on the floor, they are a better defensive team, and I think that kind of stuff. No, I agree with that. I, I agree with same that. Same for Gobert, I mean, that, that same I mean but Rudy still, really be doing yeah, cause, Yo, Rudy, Rudy be <laughs> doing stuff, and that's all he does. Like, he don't even, like, I don't even think, I think he stays on the other end of the floor when they go play offense. Like, he don't even come down. Right. He's like, I'm going to yeah. stay right here until y'all come back and just play this defense real quick. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I see y'all. Yo, that's interesting though. I think the whole Durant line, I think that's interesting too because I I actually thought about that, but I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, let, that's interesting though. Let's see him get especially comments before we go. He said okay. uh Jimmy Butler and Doc Rivers will have a connection in Los Angeles Clipperland. He said the Lakers can't mm. shoot. That's what their problem is going to be. I kind of agree with that. The Lakers cannot shoot. Um, he's <laughs> He said Rob got beat up in school, didn't he? <laughs> and then he said MVP armor contract dictates it. And and that's one of the stories that we passed on in the grind. And B did just sign a, a under armor contract that'll make him the richest center in the league. Um but we'll, we'll that ain't hard to be in here, but still. Yeah. So salute and beef with contract. Um, I think Kevin Durant will be in L.A. producing movies, or should I say, like, you know, um, next spring he'll be in uh, L.A. Produ- no, my slow it down. Anyway, um, I think, real quick, I think Milwaukee, like we said, might throw a wrench in this this uh, Boston-Philly party that everybody's talking, and, and even so, and look for the Cavs to fight for a playoff spot. I'm done. Mm. Go burn. I think people. I think people really stop need to stop sleeping on the freaking bucks. Slow it. Anyway, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another person in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, everybody in the group uh, chat. Salute to y'all. All the calls we called got through. You know we appreciate it. those. We can get to. We apologize. Special thanks to Gus. You know for doing this thing. He's doing this NFL thing. Tune in next week live right here on demand as we recap. NFL Week 6 and Preview Week 7. We'll also catch you up on everything happening in Week 1 of the National Basketball Association. Oh, my God, I can't wait. The MLB postseason and everything else around the world of sports. So, until then, enjoy your football weekend. Enjoy your LCS series and enjoy NBA tip-off. Man, yo, so much sports. We'll see you right mm-hmm. back here next time. Catch all of our conversations, Facebook or Twitter. As a matter of fact, catch everything we do at the hub, Hockey, which is worldsports.com. That, too. Mm-hmm. 
Also, make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or worldofsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. <laughs> <laughs> www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.